Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These experiences teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, you know, I, I got a co-host in studio with me today to help me deliver this great message. Uh, his name is Mr. Isaac Ford. How you doing, Isaac? I'm blessed to be here, James. Wow, man, we got a, a deep show today where we're honoring uh, uh, our military veterans and, you know, and, and also uh, the people out there that uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, we, uh, I think every day should be a Veterans Day. And so you want to tell them about a couple of the guests that we got uh, coming on, Isaac? Yes, today we have the Navy, uh, the Air Force, and the Marine Corps representative. And um, in terms of their collective experience, I think we have about uh, 50 years' worth of experience um, and phenomenal careers, all of them, exemplary careers in terms of their service in uniform. And they've continued that same vein uh, as they've transitioned into the, mili- uh, into the civilian sector once again. Yeah, so we got Dr. Haskett it, that uh, I'm looking forward to hearing some of the things that he has to say and a lot of things that he's doing. Uh, we got uh, Ken Bowler who's doing a lot of great things out there, you know, helping people get back to work, and he's just doing a, a magnificent job. And we got my, my old Navy buddy, uh, John Johnson. I call him J.J., very good friend. I've been knowing him a, a long, long time, you know, so uh, so just get ready to sit back, grab your popcorn, because we're just getting ready to bring it. <laughs> you know, so, Isaac, first of all, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell the world, I'm going to allow you to tell the world a little bit about yourself. Tell them who you are. Well, f- well, first of all, let me just start by saying happy birthday, United States Marine Corps. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Simplify, we call it, we say happy birthday, Marine, on this great day. And uh, again, uh, thank you for the service of all of those veterans uh, that we'll be celebrating tomorrow, Veterans Day. Uh, but just a little bit about me. I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, born in Washington, D.C. And uh, I spent about three years on the Augusta Police Department, did odd jobs, and uh, re-entered active duty and stayed until uh, July of 2009. Retired at the rank of Master Gunnery Sergeant right here in San Diego, California, MCRD. And uh, immediately after retiring, I went to USC and started working my graduate degree in, in uh, Master's in Clinical Social Work. And and then I left uh, USC and uh, after about six years and during that time, uh, worked on behalf of military and veteran-affiliated populations as well as civilians. And so it was one of the honors of my life to uh, continue my service and continue my advocacy uh, also to uh, the, the greatest population uh, that you could serve uh, in academia and helping uh, other military and veteran affiliate uh, populations to make successful transitions themselves. Uh, since that time, I started a couple of businesses, uh, photography, consulting, and uh, wrote a book, Up From the Bottom, a memoir in... April of 2019, and the book was about my earlier uh, up came, um, my early uh, life in East Augusta, Georgia. And the book talks about tragedy, resilience, forgiveness, and unconditional love. Uh, tragedy, resilience, unconditional love, and and it kind of speaks to the power of the human spirit. And the overarching theme of the book is that no matter where you start in life. Uh, no matter what happens to you, uh, with faith, with hard work, determination, and by surrounding yourself with positive, affirming people, you can still write your own incredible narrative and live life to the fullest until the music stops. And uh, since that time, about over the last 16 months, my book was written into curriculum uh, at USC School of Social Work as a case study for resilience. So I've been doing guest lecture series, um, uh, conferences, and doing uh, world-class podcasts like the one that we're on right now with Mr. Cooley. And so the message has been resonating with people. And so I've been incredibly blessed uh, to continue life after the uniform as well. So thank you so much. Um, and also, big fan of Mr. James Cooley, also an author and a motivational speaker himself, and a book that I think has a lot of parallels 
Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. And so it speaks to, once again, uh, the possibilities for those that come into the military, humble beginnings, and, and they do well in the military, but most importantly, they transition uh, from the military and continue that success, as all of the guests that we're going to be talking to today have done, and not just with their own success, but paying it forward. And you're absolutely right, man. Um, some of the things that uh, we learn uh, in the military, that we carry that on in our civilian lives, and and most importantly, is having the ability and understanding to know that you can. You can do anything that you set your mind to. And regardless of where you start from, like you had mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter. It's always a race. And so that's one reason why I wrote Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't no over yet. It's not over yet. So, you know, but I tell you what, uh, Isaac, let's bring on our first guest. Okay. So the first guest Dr. Breon Haskett, also known as Master Gunnery Sergeant Breon Haskett. I met this gentleman probably my last five years of active duty, and I consider him to be uh, one, of the, one of my closest, greatest friends. I call him, he knows this, I call him my brother from another mother. <laughs> and this guy had a phenomenal career, uh, mentored legions of people while he was in the Marine Corps, was working in, in uh, some areas I'm going to let him speak to. But uh, toward the end of our careers, we, we often talked about what was going to be next. So we start talking one day about what he wanted to do and go forward. And this guy's laser focused. When he says he's going to do something, he does it in short order. Right after retire, retirement, he called me and said, hey, I knocked out my bachelor's. Call me again. I got my master's. Now I'm completing my doctorate <laughs> and uh, doing some phenomenal work uh, outside of being a professor now. And he'll talk about that, but also extending his service, and advocating on behalf of the least of these in Atlanta. So I don't want to steal too much of thunder, but without further ado, again, happy birthday, Marine. Uh, Dr. Brian Haskett, let's hear from you. Glad to have, Glad to have you. How are you doing, Doctor? I'm, I'm, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, <laughs> we are brothers from other mothers. Uh, I, I truly believe that, man. I I, I love uh, Isaac in the truest sense, and uh, he, he, is, he has been a – a mentor to me. He knows that he's only about six months older, but uh, he's been <laughs> for me for a long time. And I'm looking forward to writing, uh, finishing my book as well and, and continuing on the pace right behind him. But I'm going to catch you, Isaac. You know that. <laughs> hey, Dr. Haskett, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, uh, a little bit about uh, your upbringing? Uh, um, where, where are you from? And I mean, I, just tell us, tell the audience that they're dying to hear Yes, sir. Well, I'm a husband uh, of a wonderful wife. I call her my smoking hot wife for 33 years. I have uh, three beautiful kids, uh, two daughters that are amazing and a son. I'm a grandfather of three. Um, I grew up on the peninsula of Virginia, the Newport News Hampton area. Um, I'm a product of a single mother household who often struggle financially, um, but brought a lot of love to us. Uh, I'm that free and reduced lunch kid that you probably went to school with. And uh, I had the, the members club jacket instead of the members only jacket. Mine snapped on the other side, if you remember those jackets. But we survived. Um, I had a praying grandmother um, and blackmail role models in my life that uh, took the time to offer what they could to shape my growth uh, and to move me forward. And at times, use a little compulsion to refocus my efforts. <laughs> so, but currently, uh, I'm a part-time leadership professor over at a local university called Kennesaw State University. Um, in that capacity, uh, I teach leadership and in intercultural competence and leadership in critical multiculturalism. Um, but in terms of my volunteer work, uh, I've been a long-time volunteer working with trafficked, homeless, and vulnerable and at-risk youth. Uh, it brings me a lot of joy to work with uh, that community on the streets of Atlanta. And uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm, I'm actually uh, working in two of my great passions, and that is education and working with you. Wow. You know, you, you, you didn't mention anything about the, your military, and you retired as a master gunnery sergeant as well. That's the, yeah. the audience, that's the highest you can go <laughs> in enlisted ranks. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So uh, in the military, I had somewhat of an atypical career. I started a career as a Marine Corps engineer. It sounds fancy, but I didn't have a, a scroll and, a, and an abacus working on things. We were 
utility engineers learn how to uh, string electricity, hopefully not electrocute ourselves. Uh, but even in that, uh, I managed to excel. The Marine Corps was a good fit for me. Um, I did that for nine years as a Marine Corps engineer and then uh, received orders to recruiting duty. Um, didn't necessarily want to go as many of us do not. <laughs> and then what I found out was Marine Corps recruiting was a good fit for me. Um, it fit well with my personality and my innate characteristics. And I excelled really well in there, was meritoriously promoted uh, to the rank of gunnery sergeant, and then subsequently uh, deep selected to master sergeant and master gunnery sergeant. I finished my career in the Marine Corps as uh, a master gunnery sergeant E9, working at the strategic level in the Marine Corps. Uh, at uh, Marine Corps Recruiting Command as the uh, National Operations Chief for Prior Service Recruiting. I'm pretty happy about uh, what we did in terms of the mission because uh, while I was still in, uh, we were at the height of uh, moving forward with uh, some advancements in Afghanistan in terms of troop surges and the like. And so um, our work that we did in prior service recruiting was all that more important, bringing people back to uh, serve in multiple capacities. And so I'm really happy about the work that I did there. Well, Dr. Haskett, well, real quick question. Uh, my understanding, you you uh, you received a pretty big award in terms of uh, your advocacy, the work you've done in Atlanta uh, with with uh, the the youth aged out of foster foster care and, and formerly trafficked as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, I tell you what, I hold hold that thought. We're gonna okay. have to take a station break, but okay. we're gonna come back and uh, let him answer that question. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I'm Isaac Ford. Yeah, Isaac, you was asking the the great doctor a question. Can you ask the question again? Yes, Dr. Haskett, if you would, tell us a little bit about the the, uh, certification that you have Oh, with the work you've done with the youth in Atlanta and also uh, the award that you recently got? Um, when I uh, retired from Marine Corps in 2004, I for this opportunity to uh, get involved and use some of the skill sets that I learned in the Marine Corps. And uh, I talk about natural fit a lot, but uh, based on my background as a youth and uh, what I learned in the Marine Corps, I thought it would be a good fit for me to go out and do some street, uh, street outreach and some volunteer work in that area. And so I began to work with uh, street youth with an organization called Covenant House here in Atlanta. They're an international organization, but they have a a pocket here. And uh, in that capacity, I've been working for about 10 years trying to um, stop some of the trafficking pieces on the streets by uh, going out and finding some of the youth before they get involved in some of the activity, uh, working with some of the uh, folks that have found themselves uh, involved in uh, gang activity and and the like in some of our more challenging places in Atlanta. And I was humbly recognized uh, by uh, my church organization, the Archdiocese here, for some of my work around uh, working with the youth out on the streets and some other other things that I'm doing in terms of mission trips and the like. In terms of that certification, IHTI, it's an international human trafficking uh, organization that uh, certifies a few trainers uh, throughout the throughout the United States. Uh, I'm one of those trainers here in Atlanta, and I provide uh, training and resources for people who are interested in engaging in the fight. 
to stop uh, human trafficking of all types. And so I was, uh, again, humbly awarded uh, for those efforts uh, for the last 10 years. Tell us us, uh, about the hardest transition coming from the military uh, to civilian life. What what was the hardest thing for you? I want to call it culture shock because uh, as a leadership professor of intercultural competence, culture shock means one thing, but there was a, a bit of shock in terms of uh, the expectation for uh, organizations and just the general scope of uh, and practice of leadership outside of uh, the auspices of the Marine Corps. And so I had to adjust in many ways to the expectations that perhaps uh, the culture was a little bit different, um, that people may not have been in a rush <laughs> to get things done. Um, that there was accountability, but in a different way that uh, we may expect it. Um, And that, uh, you know, our requirements in terms of um, making sure that we have integrity uh, in everything that we do, um, that I learned in the Marine Corps is is, uh, something that I won't say it's altogether lacking, but um, they're learning it. Uh, (laughs) There's there's some work to be done. Well, you're truly doing God's work, and it uh, speaks to what the Bible says about uh, what you do on the least of these, you do also unto me. So continue blessings as you do uh, an important work that needs to be done uh, in Atlanta and uh, expand your knowledge around the country. I see that uh, you received your doctorate in organization leadership, uh, which I'm a doctoral student right, myself in, in that same area. And uh, I tell you, tell, tell the audience a little bit about uh, uh, the outreach program, uh, that you was doing out on the street, some of the things that uh, you was able to uh, get into the communities when others couldn't. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the vast majority of the youth that we're working with, again, are uh, they're homeless or uh, definitely vulnerable, um, and some are in trafficked uh, situations. And what I found is that um, just like you would have to do with a good friend or somebody you met in the military, you have to build a relationship in order for them to be able to hear you, um, to uh, take your advice or be able to advance their life in any way. And so a lot of the time that we spend on the street is really about um, building relationship and rapport with the, ch- with the youth so that they understand that, one, we don't just, as the kids would say, have love for them, but we actually are going out there and love to, um, to be long-suffering um, because the, the work is challenging and sometimes disappointing, um, but also to um, just let them know that we are, we are there for them uh, for the long haul and that uh, we will be there to stand in the gap for them uh, and make sure that they get the resources that they need. Um, with that said, let me share this with you, Mr. Cooley. This, this is um, most of our youth um, that are out there have experienced significant trauma, uh, trauma in their past lives, trauma in their life, and most of the behaviors are manifestations of that trauma uh, that they're experiencing. It's an oddity for somebody to come at them with um, – with just this this idea that we're going to really try to get in their shoes, like work around in that uh, space of empathy, bring that piece of love to them uh, in the community when all they have known the vast majority of their lives is uh, is challenging and perhaps struggle. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. That's, that's deep. That's deep. You know, you I, know tell you, I tell you, doctor, doctor we're going to come back, back to you later. later. And, and I guess more, more than knowledge, knowledge that you're that putting, you're putting out. out. But we're going to bring on our next uh, guest. And just like I said, this guy, I've been knowing him uh, close to 30 years uh, in the military. We served together. A fantastic guy, a great, great husband and a great father. I mean, I just have the utmost respect for him. And uh, he and I worked together at Lockheed Morton. He's still at Lockheed Morton. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about him. John Johnson is a fellow. A fellow means that, that, that you are one of the best in the business and they, they come to you for advice at Lockheed Morton, Missiles and Control, where he's also a cybersecurity technical lead. Uh, so he's doing a lot of different things, you know, in Grand Prairie, uh, Texas. He's originally from Florida. He's going to tell you a little bit about that one. Uh, and, and since I have known him, he has held uh, many, many leadership uh, positions, uh, uh, with, with great companies, I'm talking about where he led teams in the design and development uh, 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 things that uh, are flying around on planes and all type of stuff. I mean, he's just a fantastic guy, and uh, he's a father or two, 
you know, I know uh, his wife, Cindy, she's probably listening, uh, Bradley. And, you know, uh, and uh, I tell you, without any further delay, let's bring on uh, J.J., John Johnson, and Crystal. I did not forget about you. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to the, to the show, show, J.J. JJ. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very honored to be on board. I've uh, been talking to you about this for a long time. You've been trying to get me to come on for a long time, and. I'm glad it's uh, finally worked itself out. But, uh, yes, thank you very much. Okay, so, J.J., tell, uh, tell the artist a little bit about you. Well, uh, my family comes from uh, northern Alabama, but I would call us really gypsies because uh, my dad was a mechanical engineer. And uh, he would go out on a given site and stay there probably three-quarters of the job, go back to his corporate office, and then move us again. So I lived in seven different states growing up as a kid. Uh, I enjoyed, I absolutely loved all the travel, um, like meeting new people, uh, seeing this great country of ours. Um, I think that's kind of what uh, sparked my interest uh, in the military as well. Uh, I knew that uh, if I uh, got the opportunity on the right assignments uh, within the Navy. It would give me a lot of opportunity to do uh, international travel uh, as uh, well as live in different places with uh, the, uh, the United States. Um, but I mean, I've been, I've been very, very fortunate uh, through my military career. Um, I took a lot of assignments, uh, some of the hard assignments people didn't want to take, um, but it allowed me to get promoted quickly. Um, and I did that for all the way uh, until I left the military. Um, and I'd, I've been extremely lucky walking in the door to my first job uh, from uh, working for Raytheon. Uh, I've done, done a lot of good work with uh, their organization. Uh, and it's opened other opportunities for me to work for Rockwell Collins uh, and uh, right now Lockheed Martin. Uh, doing a lot of good things for our uh, service members. Uh, proud to see a lot of our uh, technology in the hands of the right people and uh, <laughs> things with it. What are some of the, the traits that you develop uh, in the military that you transition into helping you be a, a great, great successful coach you are in the civilian world? I, I honestly, I think the number one thing is a strong work ethic. Uh, that was one of the greatest things that I took away from it. And the second thing was taking charge of your own career. I learned that young in the Navy, uh, that you are definitely in control of your own career. If you put yourself out there, you work hard, uh, good things will come from it. And, uh, and I've, I've taken that all the way throughout my civilian career as well. And I've been just fortunate to be in some of the positions that I had in the current one I do have. Mr. Johnson, tell, tell us how you got into cybersecurity. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better field to be in uh, right now. And uh, for the young people that are looking for, you know, the fields to, per, to pursue for the next 20, 30 years, that would be it. And so tell us about how you got into that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so when I was uh, in the military, uh, in the Navy uh, early on, uh, I got exposed to doing what was what we call network security back then, which is now transitioned to cybersecurity. Um, and I got the opportunity to do a lot of work in that arena. Um, I was uh, division officer of the first uh, Pacific Region Network Operating Center out of NC Town Pacific, um, and then was able to take over as the deputy director of uh, Global Knock for NMCI out of uh, Norfolk, uh, and that was the position I retired from. Uh, all of those things in between there, as we went from RF-based, uh, a lot of RF-based type uh, communications and thing, we went, all of our technologies going to IP-based. So um, I, every time they offered up a course in any form of cybersecurity, network security type thing, uh, I, was a, I was first there raising my hand, yes, I'm going to do it. Uh, I want to get involved in it and I want to work a project, give me a pilot project to work. And, uh, and then let's, let's show the people how all this technology can help us. Uh, and that's, that's done well for me, actually. Wow. wow. We you applaud know. you. We applaud <laughs> you for, for uh, your success. So, on active duty, duty and the transition you made. 
you know, you know we, we're we, gonna have we, to take a station break, but we're gonna come back and continue our discussion with John Johnson and and bring on our next guest. Uh, it's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member. FINRA SIPC. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And Isaac Ford. Wow, you know, Isaac, what we have to always give a uh, call out our sponsor for making this show possible. I want to thank uh, Goldsmith Financial, uh, Joshua Goldsmith. Uh, wow, you know, you, you just a good friend of mine's. And probably the best financial advisor out there that I know. And if anybody looking for a financial advisor, that's the man that they need to contact. You know, so. But uh, bringing JJ back on, I call him JJ. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. You know, hey, JJ, what advice would you give to a person leaving the military uh, that's a uh, little nervous like we were transitioning uh, into the, the civilian world? What what advice would you give them on what they need to be thinking about or, or planning to do? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think one of the most important things for me was the fact that uh, I went in the service and uh, I didn't have my degree, but I, I made it my priority to uh, get a degree. And I think that's the most one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Uh, if you don't already have one, is to ensure that you get that before you leave it. It will open the doors. Um, other things is uh, know what you want to do ahead of time. Uh, what type of job do you want? Uh, research the companies that you're interested in, and th- and they'll they'll rank these companies uh, from one to a thousand, and how well they take care of their people, how people are promoted, uh, the technology or whatever products they make. All that stuff is readily available to people, and they just need to do their homework and. Uh, and I guess the only other thing I would say is make sure you sit down with somebody who is a professional writer uh, for doing resumes and uh, working with you when you do your actual uh, interviews. Because I did that, and, I, and, it, and it paid dividends for me. It's so important so, to be able to uh, translate what we do in uniform uh, in ways that the civilian uh, sector can really appreciate what we do. I think that sometimes we uh, sell ourselves short uh, because we may or may not have a degree uh, but the corporate knowledge that we gain uh, while in, in the military uh, it's, it's very, makes us very competitive on the outside. So, again, uh, 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 again, uh, congratulations on your really successful transition. <laughs> hey, 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 JJ. Man, you know, I, I know that you are always on the go. You're always uh, moving at 100 miles per hour. What do you do, man, that, to yeah, relax? To relax. <laughs> my wife would tell you not much because my hair, if, I, I'm, if I'm not doing Mach 5 and my hair on fire, I'm, I'm not happy. But uh, I don't know. My wife and I, uh, we have become fond lovers of Napa Valley. Um, so we've got a lot of different uh, wineries that, uh, that, that we like. And we'll have a tendency just to sit on the back porch uh, the kids are off in college and got the dog in the backyard, and we're just sitting there having a, a glass of wine around our fire pit and just relaxing. <laughs> hey, JJ, hey, we're going to come back to you again a little later, but uh, we're going to bring on our, our next guest. Hey, Kenny, you want to do the honors? So, Mr. Ken Bowler, uh, uh, I called uh, Dr. Haskett, my brother from another mother. Ken Bowler is actually my brother and uh, super proud of him. And uh, had a, had a uh, phenomenal career in the Air Force, and I'll let him tell you a little bit about what he did in the Air Force. Uh, but I've always known this guy to be, um, you know, a, a just a, a machine in terms of his work ethic, in terms of his vision, in terms of speaking his dreams into fruition. 
And uh, so grew up in Augusta, Georgia as well, and I'll let him talk about that. Uh, did some phenomenal things in the military, uh, but also he came, what he did uh, in the industry, he came out uh, when, he, when he left the military. Uh, he took that to a whole nother level with his own uh, path. And I think, I think that uh, that's another thing that our, our service members need to think about. There are a lot of great jobs, a lot of great careers out there, but the entrepreneurial piece is something that we can also do uh, simultaneously. And this is what I've always known him to do. Always had a good job. Excel at his job, but he always had two or three different things going on from an entrepreneurial lens. So without further ado, my brother, Mr. Ken Bowler. Welcome, Welcome to the to show, the show Ken. Ken. Hey, thank you very much, and it's an honor to be on with you guys today. I really appreciate you guys making a lane for me to join you from Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> hey, man, hey, man. We, we always hunting, hunting down great guests, especially uh, those that are doing uh, things like you're doing. So. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you? Well, uh, as I said, I uh, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and we grew up down in the bottom, uh, better known as uh, what I consider to be the triangle. Uh, It was surrounded by uh, Savannah River on one side, train tracks on another side, and low expectations on that third side. But I I grew up in a family that wouldn't let the low expectations uh, keep you down. And um, we were a Christian-based family, work ethic family, and... um, my grandfather raised me, and there just wasn't going to be any junk in his house. So uh, when I uh, when I left there, and uh, after leaving there and uh, spending some time at Payne College and uh, getting married, I went in the Air Force. And um, while the Air Force may have seemed like it should have been a transition joining the military when you grew up in my grandfather's house, that wasn't a large, a long swing, so to speak, because discipline and work ethic I already had. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's just the way I grew up. So that wasn't even an option. Um, But uh, the Air Force was good to me. I was uh, was in security forces, spent some time in Turkey, Iraq, Japan, Philippines, Korea, uh, some of the norms. And uh, then I uh, I took a real bad injury, uh, tore my knee up, chasing a guy. And uh, and then uh, after that, for all practical purposes, uh, that sidelined me on that uh, on that path that I was on. Uh, so once again, I had to step back and kind of re-identify um, just where I was and where I was looking to go. So, so Mr. Bowler, well, we know that your uh, work ethic was was uh, fine tuned uh, in the bottom, and the military uh, built on that. Uh, but in turn, tell us tell us about the, how you got into the first industry that you started in uh, once you left the Air Force. Yeah, so um, so after after tearing my knee up and after after the injury and the career ending injury in the military, um, I was on a good track, but uh, that kind of knocked me to the side. And then uh, I took a milita- uh, medical retirement, and uh, very few people get a medical retirement out of the Air Force. And now I'm a hundred now I'm a disabled veteran as well, service connected. But uh, I had a transition from the Air Force. And I literally walked in Florida Today, USA Today, the Net News Service, and took an entry-level job because I just needed a job. And I uh, figured that was a good place for me to start. I was in the news business for 12 years, having gone uh, up to the level of director of advertising at one newspaper, then director of advertising with Savannah Morning News, director of advertising with Knight Ritter, Gonette um, Daily Post, the second largest newspaper in Georgia, and then I finished out my career as a general manager level, uh, having started at entry level. So uh, it took a lot of work. I had a lot of people bring me along. I had a lot of people mentor me, and I'm thankful to those people. And I learned a lot about myself, and I learned a lot about how not to do it because I saw some people doing it wrong and mistreating people along the way, and I promised myself that if I was ever in a position to help, if I was ever in a position to treat people differently, uh, that's what I would do. And uh, it hadn't failed me yet. So, Mr. Mr. Bola, tell us tell us about Big Sheets USA. Uh, we're intrigued by that, um, and uh, we want to hear a lot more about that in terms of this is your baby, this is your 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 corporation. Everybody knows what tra- what's transitioning with newspapers around the country. Uh, newspapers took a dive. The onset of the internet um, it was just a it was just a legacy product, and a lot of the newspapers are having to uh, reinvent themselves. But as they do that and they pull back, they were leaving a void with small businesses. So small community businesses, the mom and pops, they were leaving a void because those people depended on newspapers. 
I went in with Elaine. I'm the founder and CEO of Big Sheet USA. We go into a small community. We touch 25, 30,000 people. We give you low-cost advertising and print online and tech, and we connect that community with those businesses, goods, and services. And we've been also we've been very successful. We're in 14 cities now. If it wasn't for COVID, we'd be knocking the door on 2022 this year. But uh, we're going to get close to 20. But I need COVID to get out of the way, and then we're going to push the gas, and we'll take it to the next level. But last month, we were just shy of 500,000 unique visitors, and we operate in 14 cities, and uh, the sky's the limit. But I use that to recruit, and I just signed a uh, MOU to go into Florida, and uh, we're looking to bring on wounded warriors out of Florida, people that are disabled, that have some income, but, but can work. Uh, a modest schedule, be it 16, 20 hours a week, and we're going to train them how to be territory sales managers in their respective cities. It's outstanding. So, yeah. that, that is outstanding. Hey, tell uh, the audience how are you helping? I mean, you had a little a talk the other day, and you 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 told me a story about uh, a couple of ladies came up to you looking for additional work, and you put them to work right away. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, one of the things I will tell you is there's a there's a lot of households that's ran by single moms right now. And uh, single moms, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, and if you look back through our family structure, back down through, you can see that, that women were running those households. And now you've got single moms of one kid, two kids. And these are professional people, but they're looking for another source of income. And uh, they need something that can be that they can be flexible with. And uh, right now, I'm happy to say I've got four four in that situation that's territory managers that work part-time, that's making decent money with us, and they're highly respected in their, in their cities, and they own it. And uh, it just makes me feel proud to be able to get a person connected with something that's my vision, and they're taking it to get what they need for their family. Well, we applaud you once again. And I know right now you've got – You've got reach in the southeast as well as in New York. We can't wait to see you out here on the West Coast. <laughs> I'll come to San Diego next week if y'all want me to. <laughs> Give me an excuse to see my brother a little bit more. Well, as long as I can still say y'all out there. You can. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of southerners out here, right, James? Yeah, yeah. y'all. y'all? <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know I, they've been trying to break me from that uh, for a long time, and uh, <laughs> you know, California, California can't break me from that. Yeah. You know, so you can take a person out of the country, but you can't take the country out of person. That's right. <laughs> you know, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a station break. We're going to bring Ken Kenny back on. And uh, we're going to bring all three guests on at the same time. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And I'm Isaac Ford. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I'm Isaac Ford. Wow, Isaac, man, uh, we're getting the education. I know that our listening audiences uh, learn a lot about uh, uh, the military veterans and things that uh, the military instilled in us, and we uh, instilled that in our work ethic in, in our everyday life. And so uh, we got four great guys here. Uh, well, really six, if count all of us that uh, are military retirees, and uh, we all went a different path. Uh, but uh, I believe that we all are 
extremely successful in what we do. And so our listening audience out there, if you wondering about going in the military, the military has a lot of up, upsides uh, in it. And it's going to uh, get you discipline. I mean, if you don't already have discipline, you know, but uh, but also it's a it's a great career move because if you go in and, and be the best that you can be and learn everything that you can, uh, you come out uh, uh, sitting pretty uh, and the civilian world will be coming after you. Skills, experience and um, uh, security clearances, all the things that they come to bear uh, to be successful. And uh, a big part of it is about when we leave the civilian uh, communities that we, that we leave going to military, there's a learning curve uh, in terms of cultural competence. We have to learn the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. And on the way out, we have to make sure we have those skills, uh, those, uh, those skill sets, and we have those certifications, and we have the people skills, even interpersonal. Uh, to to be able to to come back into the civilian sector and and be just as have just a seamless uh, transition. So a uh, lot of great knowledge here today, uh, wisdom being being spread around. So will not you do four years? Will not you do thirty years? Um, certainly one of the best decisions I've ever made. And, wow. uh, oh yeah, you know what we're going to do is is uh, I got some general questions that we're going to ask uh, each of the our guests, and I'm going to start off with. Uh, Dr. Haskett first. What is the greatest thing you miss about the military? Uh, A sense of uh, family and camaraderie. Uh, I miss it. I stay in touch with uh, all my brethren from the Marine Corps, as many as I can, because I miss that that sense of shared mission and commitment uh, on a daily basis. Uh, But I really just miss the relationships that I built uh, in the Marine Corps and, and my brother from another mother is a prime example of that. Uh, I just get excited when I get an opportunity to, uh, you know, reconnect with those folks that I shared some time with in the military. You, uh, JJ? Yeah, I, I don't know if I could say it any better than Dr. Haskins, honestly. Um, it, it is the camaraderie. I mean, it in the Navy, I mean, people can uh, – you can be upset about things going on in your own ship, but you walk off the ship and someone says one bad thing about your ship and everybody's <laughs> coming together and everybody's ready to throw down. But uh, we, we had a, we had a lot of great friends uh, that, that, you know, went on to do other different things and stuff, but I really enjoyed all the people I met. Um, and I've continuously, like Dr. Haskins, I've kept up with the majority of the people that, uh, that was the tightest with, uh, and I still reach out to different people on Facebook and other different means uh, from time to time as well. What about what, you, Ken? Um, I'd have to say um, really just having a clear mission, uh, the friends that I interacted with, and, um, and then just being focus-driven. Uh, corporate America sometimes can have a meeting to talk about having a meeting to talk about what they're going to do next week, and by the time they've done that, I'm gone. So um, I – a lot of that I had to really understand about the transition back to civilian life. You, Isaac? Well, I would just I say, would say I have to echo uh, the camaraderie, the relationships, but like today with the wrinkle birthday and tomorrow Veterans Day, I'm sure that everybody uh, within this forum right now uh, will probably be involved in about 200 texts. And so all these people are coming. Um, I mean, we're saying happy birthday, happy Veterans Day, Facebook. We're seeing these old archival pictures so that's, that's something you miss. Uh, but those relationships never go away. Uh, and, and many of us, we network with each other on the way out. And so I'd say camaraderie uh, and just the challenges. And sometimes when, when we're working at a certain level, sometimes it's difficult for civilians to understand where we're coming from. But we get it. <laughs> and so it's really good to be able to t- uh, touch base with each other. And uh, many of us, we do. We keep these relationships going. Uh, thanks to social media, uh, we can find people in a short order. Yeah, and, and me, I, I miss uh, the, I miss uh, everything about the military. Uh, but most importantly, I miss uh, being able to mentor uh, our younger sailors and to uh, help them grow up to take your job. <laughs> you know, so it's it's always nice to uh, you know show our, our our young sailors and and soldiers what and how work ethics will bring them to the top. And we always want to groom them to let them know that you are going to be in the driver's seat one day. And this is how I do it. And I, 
I hope that uh, I'm a good role model. And so I, I miss that about the military, you know. So I, so I'd just like to say uh, once again, um, happy Veterans Day early. And uh, I'd just like to throw a shout out and say uh, congratulations to our president-elect, uh, President Biden, and Vice President Kamala Harris, our new commander-in-chief. And uh, we've got some important work going forward, and I think all of us as veterans, I think we're going to help our country move where it needs to, ha- uh, needs to go. So uh, what do, then this, this question is for all three of you guys as well. What do you consider the most important attributes or, of a successful leader? Uh, let's start with you first, uh, J.J. A leader? Um, for me, um, I always lead by example. Um, I get, you got to be responsible for your people. You got to be someone that's going to uh, stand up for your people, um, make sure they have a voice. Um, it's also uh, as a leader that you want to make sure you provide all the level of training um, and advancement opportunities uh, that you can give them. And we've been very successful at Lockheed Martin bringing up our, uh, our younger generation uh, in the engineering ranks. And, uh, and I think we've done a good job for it. Doc, doctor. Yeah. I, I live by this edict that people are too busy, you know, watching what you do to listen to what you say. Um, and so in that vein, I'm always about, especially while I was in the Marine Corps leading and uh, living as I profess. So you have to lead with integrity. And so that is uh, that, that was always my key takeaway is that uh, don't tell me, show me. If you're going to lead, lead with integrity. And your life and your leadership practice should reflect that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ken? Ken? Uh, I'd have to say honesty and respect. I mean, those, those two things just kind of go hand in hand. And uh, once a person knows that you're going to give them the facts and you're going to be open with them, they may not always appreciate it or always want to hear the honest answer. But if they know that it's coming from a place of respect, uh, they'll follow you anywhere you need them to follow you. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the best the definition, best definition of, leader, of, leader. of a leader that I know is a leader is a person that knows the way, goes, goes the, way, the way, but most importantly, shows the way. You know, so it's, it's all about being an example because you never know who's watching you. And you always want to set a, a, a great example, and you always want to do the right thing. So that's what I encourage our, our leaders of today to, to do, because uh, we, we have to groom our, our next generation. Next question. What, what keeps you grounded with all the successful things that you have? And, and lots, a lot of times it's a lot of challenging things that, that we find ourselves in. How do we stay grounded? Uh, let's start off with you, Ken. I really just say that. You know, you've uh, you've got all these things behind you that you've done, and particularly at me at 59 years old, uh, I just want to make sure I finish strong. And uh, I'm not going to finish on my knees or on my back. I'm going to finish running just like I came into the game. So um, that's a little bit different perspective of those younger guys that's on this, that uh, they've got a little bit more time to run. But when I look out here, um, my, my time is clicking down, so I want to make sure I'm running fast. A doctor? Um, you know, my, my, uh, my foundation is in my faith. Um, and so when I was a kid, they used to tell me that favor wasn't fair and God has given me a lot of favor. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that Psalm 37 that says a righteous man's steps are ordered by the Lord. Now I'm working on the righteous piece, but I understand the order in peace. And so I build my foundation. I maintain my foundation, everything I do on my faith. And so, um, I live, try to live with integrity based upon those faithful principles. JJ? For me, I'd say uh, the biggest thing is uh, remaining humble. No matter how successful you become in life, you, uh, I don't like being that person that uh, brags about anything, does anything. I, and I always get told, like, you're about the most humble guy I know. I mean, you've got all these different things. You've done all these different things. I was like, you know something? I've had a lot of great opportunities put at my feet. And I've taken advantage of those opportunities. Um, but to me, being humble is, for me, one of the most important things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, for I me, think I, uh, as hard as you work for your own success and to highlight the things that you're doing, it's just as important that you give equal amount of time to try to bring someone up, uh, to try to help somebody else, to advocate for someone else. And by doing that, uh, I think that that's uh, – that's uh, 
a good a, a mark of a good leader and uh, something that always uh, I've, I've used is my ethos. Uh, always find a way to build a pay it forward. Always find a way to build a mentor and to try to make improve someone else's life and add to someone as much as you add to yourself. Wow. You know, Isaac, we're coming toward the end of the show. Uh, but before we go, um, how can the audience uh, get in touch with uh, you guys if they needed to? Uh, Dr. Dr. Haskett. It's Breon, B-R-E-O-N dot H-A-S-K-E-T-T at M-E, Mike Echo, for my military minded dot com. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ken. Uh, Ken. Uh, Kenneth Bowler, comma, spelling, Kenneth dot Bowler, B-O-L-E-R, at gmail dot com. Or always go to my website, bigsheetusa.com, and you can click on contact. JJ, JJ real quickly. Real quickly. Uh, JP Johnson, the number two, at outlook.com. Well, well you know, I'll know, tell I'll you, check. you know, this has been a great show, been very educational, and a lot of information has been put out there. Uh, we would like to thank each and every last one of our guests. So I'd like to thank Oz over here for co hosting, uh, JJ, Dr. Haskett. Ken Bola, um, thank you. you know, and I also want to thank our listening audience for taking time to uh, tune in with us. And stay tuned because next week we got a great show coming your way. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And keep in mind that we are always out there looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message uh, to all of you. And most importantly, I want to thank our sponsor, Joshua Goldsmith, Goldsmith Financial. Thank you so much, and until next week, see you. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. That's CooleyFoundation.org. Join James next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big.